being grandiose is almost like you're larger than life. It's very inflatory. It's very bubbly in the sense that you just inflate yourself or inflate your ego to this capacity that doesn't really have a parallel. Like it doesn't have any backing. It's not backed by anything. Welcome to the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show, bringing you an authentic and honest perspective into the inner workings of the world and navigating chaos. I'm your host, Isaac, and this is a message you won't want to miss to live life on your terms and become the hero of your story. Let's get straight into today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's get right into today's topic. Today, I want to explore this concept of breaking through limiting beliefs. Now, when we think of limiting beliefs, or at least when I think of limiting beliefs, there's a lot of ways you can go about. And the most traditional one for me is beliefs about myself that are putting a cap on my potential. So an example would be like, for example, the marathon that I ran, I ran a marathon breaking through limiting beliefs was before my belief was I'm not a runner. I'm not a person that can run a marathon. That's ridiculous. So I self-imposed this limitation and that's what led to this outcome of me saying, well, I'm not a runner, so I'm not going to run. What did I do to break through that limiting belief? I showed that it was possible to overcome it. That's the most traditional form, and it's one we're going to explore today, but I also want to talk about some other aspects of limiting beliefs, which we'll get to in a bit. But let's explore the concept. What makes limiting beliefs so harmful? The fact is, is that limiting beliefs, again, are this cap on your potential. When you place a cap on your potential, you are saying to yourself internally and subconsciously, that you are not the kind of person that can accomplish that kind of task or that level of performance. So that's the start, right? Now you set a foundation, you set the base of, okay, well, I'm not the person that can do that. And then that starts to bleed into other areas, especially when it comes to your own self-respect, your self-esteem and your self-confidence, right? The R, the E, and the C, right? So it's shortened to rec, some psychologists use it, but again, the respect, the esteem, and the confidence all within the self, your esteem. We feel a dopamine rush. We get a dopamine rush when we accomplish things, when we're challenged, when we're able to make progress towards something, right? Move towards a goal, towards an outcome. If you can't do as many things, or if you feel that way about yourself, and by extension, you don't do as many things, well, then you run into the issue of you start losing some of that dopamine rushes, right? You start losing those moments of you feel that you're making forward momentum. It can be a depressing feeling. Additionally, your esteem kind of lowers because now you're like, well, I didn't get as many things done as other people or this. And so you start going down this rabbit hole. The respect, right? We respect ourselves by seeing what we're able to accomplish, by seeing the character that comes out during the bad times, during when things are rough or during when we have to push ourselves outside our comfort zone. When you don't do that as much because you feel like the belief is just set in stone and not something that you can change, you fail to push yourself more. You fail to step out of your comfort zone more. That lowers respect. And the confidence, the confidence is, I think, the easiest one to interpret when it comes in. 
well, if you just can't do that, then your confidence is kind of capped at your ability. So you capped your ability. Now your confidence is capped because again, confidence equals conf- confidence. So again, when you increase your competence by increasing your ability, your confidence by extension goes up. So it's, it's a little simpler to understand. But going to this picture and stepping real quick to the side, when you want to accomplish a certain outcome in life, right, this whole idea of retrospection and just looking into the person you want to be 30 years from now and thinking what they're doing, where they are and what they've accomplished. And then from there, again, you look back retrospectively to where you are now and figure out how you're going to get there. You got to ask yourself, do the beliefs that I have now allow me to get to where I want to go? Now, we're going to take a sidetrack here because I think it's also important to note two things. One, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. That's one thing. But arrogance is more about comparison with others. Right now, we're really just talking about the self. So arrogance doesn't apply as much here. The difference that I want to talk about right now and that you guys should really be thinking about is the difference between confidence and grandiose or grandioseness. Being grandiose is almost like you're larger than life. It's very inflatory. It's very bubbly in the sense that you just inflate yourself or inflate your ego to this capacity that doesn't really have a parallel. Like it doesn't have any backing. It's not backed by anything. And so again, confidence grows a lot from competence. So the more you're actually able to do something, the more you train, the more you practice, the more you learn, the more confidence you build. Now, if you start lying to yourself or start doing stuff like, you know, affirmations can be a good thing for a lot of people, but they can also be a bad thing. If you're not happy with how you look physically and every morning you say you look beautiful in the morning or that you look fine or you don't have to change, that's being grandiose because now you're carrying this belief that you are better physically than you really are. And that's not helping your case because you have to improve. Um, and a good and a good parallel for people, especially in the finance industry and the business industry, is thinking of it like a stock market. If you have a stock, you have right the value of the stock, the actual value of the company and the earnings and those kinds of things, the fundamental of a company. And that tells you the real value of what the share could be. Now, let's say the value of a, a theoretical company is $50 per share but the shares trading at 117, that's what we call a bubble, right? It's expanded, it's inflated, and it doesn't represent the actual valuation of the company. Confidence and grandiose operate the same way. Confidence is like the real book value of a share. Grandioseness is what the market's saying, right? It's a lot more of the emotions and how traders feel and market events and all this sort of deal, right? And so it's just things that can go up very quickly and can go out very quickly. Things like the dot-com bubble, things like the housing market, all those things explode at once. And the grandiose operates the same way. As soon as you could put into even the slightest bit of adversity and you weren't building confidence, you were just being grandiose, you're done for. You lose your edge because you really never built an edge. You just lied to yourself that you said you had one. So the, the reason that I mentioned these two things and why it's very important is that when you're trying to break through limiting beliefs, you have to be able to understand how am I going to actually build myself to the level of the next belief, right? Because limiting belief is a cap, but you can always set high and higher caps, especially if, you know, the idea of limitless scares you, which again, isn't an unreasonable thing to say. So maybe you want to take it step by step, but you have to continue to raise your cap. 
if you want to keep improving, that's kind of the whole self-improvement thing, right? You want to get better each and every single day. So again, to go back to kind of what I was talking about with, with myself, when I have, and a lot of times my limiting beliefs aren't very obvious to me. Um, like I'm aware that they might be there, but like the ways that they're maybe negating or hurting my ability to improve aren't always very clear. So sometimes I really have to do this introspective look where, you know, I'm meditating or I'm reflecting or I'm going on a walk and I'm thinking, what am I, how am I getting in my own way? That's really the greatest question I can ask myself for limiting beliefs. What am I doing to get in my own way? What are the actions that I'm taking, the thoughts that I'm thinking, right? You know, when I wanted to run the, when I decided to run the marathon, I didn't want to, I decided to. Before, you know, I, I think about it now, I, I, I knew for most of my life, like I would say, I'm not a runner. I'm not a person that really runs. Like, you know, I'm a bigger guy. I have bigger bone structures. I weight, lift weights, right? It's just, it, there's a lot of things that kind of go against what, what makes usual runners good, right? Nimbleness, um, quick on your feet, right? The, all these little small details. But again, I broke that limiting belief. And now I'm not the best runner, but I'm a runner. And I can and I can stand behind that now. And again, that's where the confidence and grandiose came to. Because, you know, if I hadn't done any training, I might have been able to pull it off. But it would have been a whole lot lower. And that's where the grandiose of like, oh, like it's a mindset thing. And you don't train your body. Then you go run the marathon. You run too fast. And then you're just out by mile five, six. Because again, there was, you didn't really have an edge. You never actually pushed yourself to get where you needed to be. Like we can't. I can't overstress the fact that the work has to be put in. You have to be willing and able to put the necessary work in if you want to get those kinds of results. So again, so if I'm looking inwards and I'm saying, how are, how are these things impairing me? You know, they might be the, the main impairment that I see is that it keeps me from going in a direction that I know could be a good outcome and is where I want to be in the future. But I kind of postpone it, right? This idea of procrastination, I kind of say, well, like, I'm focusing on this. So that's not too much of a priority. But in reality, like, that shouldn't be a limiting set. And so when I'm overcoming my own limiting beliefs, again, I'm asking, what do I need to So the first question is, what am I doing that that what like, how am I getting in my own way? But the second question is, how or what do I do to get out of my own way now? Right. So where am I getting in my own way and how am I going to get myself out of this? And so like with the running, I was like, I have to do something so drastic that there's no question, right? It's not, it's not a small step. It's not little steps. It's just massive change. And so for example, if I think I can't do this, like, let's say I, I think I can't draw, like I can't write very well, or I can't draw very well, or I can't speak out in public very well, or I can't do this, like, do, like, I can't read very well, or I can't interpret things very well, like anything that you may be struggling with, because I think I think we all can instantly really think of something that we're not very good at. Ask yourself, if I was good at it, how would that help me? And what would I need to do to get good at it, right? Deal in this if theory, deal in this potential theory. Because when you deal in that, you're not committing to anything yet, but you're really considering the upside. Because all you've been doing is considering the downside. All you've been doing is saying, I can't do these things. And you already know the reasons, 
right? I can't run because I'm overweight or I'm too heavy or I'm this build or I do this. You know the reasons, but you haven't asked yourself, what if I was a runner? What if I started to run? Like, how would that improve me? Well, I'd be quicker. I'd be nimbler. I'd be in better shape. I'd have better cardiovascular health, lower risk of disease. I don't have to list the benefits because you have to ask yourself what's important to you. But for example, back to the things I was saying, like, let's say, uh, for example, I'm not good at art. I'm not good at creating arts. So let me think about it. Well, what if I was good at creating art? Yes, it might improve my creativity. Sure. And then you think about some other things. But then I ask myself, am I willing to spend that time to get better? And are the benefits outweighing the time sunk into this activity? So I might say, well, maybe not in this scenario. I might say, well, it's okay to say that I'm not an artist because you can't be everything as well. So again, you're, you're really weighing it. But then let's say, for example, my handwriting's not the best, which is true. But if I say my handwriting's not the best and I say, how can I improve? How can I get better at this? Then I say, well, what the benefits would be, you know, if I'm writing handwriting cards, it'd be a lot more personable. And if I send these notes out and these things that feel more personal because they're handwritten and not typed, that might benefit my connections and my relationships. Well, how long does it take to improve? I mean, it takes a good bit. Is the benefit outweigh the cost? To me, it does. Because I'm a very, I like to be personable. I like to be charismatic. And there's different things that are important to me in relationships that I have and will have. They're heavily based on quality over quantity. So I want to keep those at a high cost. So being able to do those kinds of things, those are important to me. So being able to have this kind of attention to detail and being able to defend myself and my writing ability, that's important. So there I have to stop saying, you know, I'm not a writer. Now I can move into this, into the spectrum of learning how to do it. The last area that I want to touch on for this episode about this whole breaking through limiting beliefs is really the momentum and kind of the catal um, cataclysm react or the catalyst reaction that happens when you start breaking through one and then the next, because our mind is wired in ways where it's really like a domino effect. Um, and I believe that is an actual theory, but it's, you think about small wins, even like, let's say you wanted to wake up early and you did, you needed to make your bed and you did, you need to eat that food that was good for your body and drink a bunch of water in the morning. You did that. You need to work out. You did that. So you slowly start accumulating these small wins. You stack win after win after win. And then by the next time you face a challenge that day, all you've been doing is winning. You're just like, okay, what do I have to do to get this done? Right? You're on a roll. A lot of times that's what people say. Like I'm on a roll today. Like this is my day. I feel good. Well, a lot of times in a lot of instances, the domino effect, right? This momentum effect is incredibly powerful for us. It's an ability for us to continue to move even faster, right? They use it in finance for people paying off debt, avalanche effect. And then, like I just said, just overall carrying your day, you're on a roll. But think about beliefs and breaking through the limiting ones. What if, what if every time that you broke through one, yeah, you celebrated. Of course, it's good to impor and, and important to celebrate the wins in life. But what if you just thought about what was possible next? Like, what if you were just so curious on like how many limiting beliefs that you made it a game where it was just you against these obstacles that stood in your way of becoming better? And, you know, in the Stoic philosophy, they had this, they talk a lot about this idea that the obstacle is the way, 
Marcus Aurelius said, you know, what stands in the way becomes the way. Um, or the impediment to action is what leads to action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Your limiting beliefs could be the thing that take you to the next level. It's not that they're holding you back from the next level, but it's that superseding them, overcoming them, and getting to this higher point, that might be what it takes to get you to the next level where you want to be at. So it's really about, it. again, it's like when you get so curious about the if and about the pot the potential possibilities that can now take place because you're willing to expand what you once thought was concrete, now you have the ability to rewire and change the life that you're in. You know, there was this economic um, idea of, you know, people of, uh, it's called lifestyle inflation, right? You make more money and you start spending on higher things. But it really just showed a comparison on like how incomes could be. So it talked about an extra $1,000 a month for just spending income. And someone who likes sneakers would buy 10 uh, Nike sneakers that month. But then their income um, increased by 10 times the amount. Now they had 10,000 a month. But instead of buying 100 Nikes, they bought 10 Balenciagas. And then it went to 100,000. Or again, so 10,000 times another 10 went to 100,000 extra spending. And then it went to another roughly 10 items. It stayed the same amount. And obviously the products evolved in, in quality. But imagine that but in your ability to think, what if every time you leveled up your ability to deal and your character and your mindset and the way you looked at the world? And again, it's not just by a one scale or a two scale, it's by a 10 scale. Imagine how many more beliefs you can do when you're at that level. So if you could only break one belief this year, what if you could do 10 next year and then 100 next year, right? Just these potentials start breaking kind of these barriers of what's actually possible and what isn't. And then again, you're not so caught up in actually doing it. Of course, you have to do the work. But the thing is, is you're not always so focused on trying to get these specific numbers. You just continue to push and push and push. And you just enjoy the process. You get in the moment where you're not thinking, you're just doing. You're just doing the things that have to be done to break through these beliefs. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all enjoy this episode and it provided you some value. You know how we close it off. I still got to learn how to pronounce this right, but it's going to be weenie, weedy, weechy. I came, I saw, I conquered. Thank you for tuning into today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez show. If this episode provided you with any form of value, please leave us a review on Apple podcast and Spotify and share this episode. For more information and to get more connected with us, visit our website, www.isaacvelezgonzalez.com for all of our programs, resources, and all previous content with full episode transcripts. We appreciate your support. And until next time, that's all for today's episode on the Isaac Velez Gonzalez Show.